Welcome to Heart, Soul, and Mind, the podcast from Centenary United Methodist Church. I'm Dr. Glenn Kinkin, Senior Minister here at Centenary. My hope is that this podcast will give you some good news for your journey today. Our scripture lesson this morning comes out of Luke's Gospel, the second chapter, picking up with the eighth verse. And there were shepherds living out in their fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you great news of great joy that will be for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born unto you. He is Christ the Lord. This will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. And suddenly a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God, singing, Glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace to all people with whom God favors. And when the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go to Bethlehem and see this that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. And so they hurried off, and they found Mary and Joseph and the babe who was lying in the manger. And when they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said. But Mary treasured up all these things, pondering them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying, praising God for all the things they had seen and heard, which as they had been told." This is the word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. Would you pray with me? Almighty and gracious God, as we gather this morning to hear your word read and proclaimed, speak to us. Speak to us so clearly that we would know who you would have us be, what you would have us do, so that coming away from this time of worship that we would be not hearers of your word merely, but more importantly, as doers of your word. In your son's holy name we pray, amen. So I consider myself a fairly positive person, actually a very positive person. I'm probably altruistic to a fault. I'm one of those that thinks that the glass is not only half full, but that means that there's room for more and more possibilities. But I've got to confess to you that sometimes... It's tough to stay in that kind of light. It's tough to be that positive. I mean, I like the news. I like to know what's going on. So I watch the news. I read the news. I read it from the newspaper, news feeds, magazines, a variety of sources so that I have a balanced perspective. And some days it's just tough. Some days the news is heavy with strife and pain and suffering and conflict. And sometimes there's just not enough good news in the news. So on days like that, I find myself going and looking for good news, searching high and low. And so whether it's looking for something positive to see outside in the world around me, or maybe it's an article on the TV news, and sometimes I just have to scour the internet. My friends, I have found the ends of the internet some days looking for good news. 
Maybe it's a Facebook post of an honor, an achievement, a promotion that is well-deserved, and one of my friends acknowledges that. Or maybe it's something that someone posts that's happening in the lives of their children, both great and small. Just this week, the mother uh, of of a friend of mine, uh, she was posting about her adult son who had received a promotion as an interim chief of police, so proud of his dedication and service that she needed to let all the world know. I know, Robbie, that's good news. But then there was someone else that was posting about what their child was doing to try to help fight hunger. And so whereas we're used to seeing lemonade stands in the summer, this child was having a cocoa stand where the proceeds would fight hunger right here at Christmas. My friends, it doesn't get any better than that, the news like that. Or maybe there was a story of the young man with Down syndrome who had set a goal for himself to compete and complete an Ironman triathlon. I mean, my hat's off to anybody that wants to do that, but this young man, he swam for 2.4 miles, he ran a marathon, and then rode a bike for 112 miles. That's good news that the world needs to celebrate and to rejoice. See, good news brings joy for my day, brings joy for all of our days. It makes us better people when our hearts are full of hope, full of peace, and the joy just spreads over our faces. This morning in our text, we continue our Advent journey following the star to Bethlehem. Today we walk along watching the shepherds and their story of joy and awe. Their experience with the angels presses you and me, presses us to recognize the joy of Christ's birth for ourselves, but also for the world. And it presses us to share the joy so that it engulfs others as well. In the text, the angels appear in the heavens when the shepherds are out in the fields, and they say these words, I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all people. Today in the city of David in Bethlehem, a Savior has been born unto you. Now the nature of this announcement, and not just the words, but the nature of it says it all. I mean, we think about Jesus' ministry, his first disciples, remember, was that unlikeliest cast of characters. Commercial fishermen, a zealot, tax collectors, people that were just the regular Joes of the world. So therefore, it really shouldn't be much of a surprise to any of us, should it, that the first people to hear the news of his birth were shepherds. I mean, what we know about shepherds is that they were kind of I mean, they stayed off and far distant from people. I mean, you can't get more basic in jobs and in life than that of a shepherd. I mean, they were coarse. They were rough. They smelled bad because they spent so much time around the animals and out in the fields, rarely taking a bath. I mean, they had a job that was really focused on taking care of the sheep. They did it without complaining. It was what their lot in life was. And so this message appears to them. This angel comes up in heaven and says, I've got great news for you. There's been a baby born in Bethlehem that's the savior of the world, and it's for all the world. 
And the shepherds are looking around for us. But the message gets even better. Because in the message, it was not just for the shepherds, but it was for all the people, for you and me. And so with that announcement, the angels set the parameters for who should hear it. Whether you lived on the plateau or in a penthouse, whether you cared for sheep or children or adults, or whether you were the one being cared for, whether you were a blue-collar or a white-collar worker, whether you were a professional or an agrarian or you were a tradesperson, Christ is born for us. I bring you good news, said the angel. And that good news brings joy to our lives. Because what we know about us and what we know about the human condition is that we all like to be noticed. We all like to be chosen. I mean, I think back to my elementary school days, and some of you will not have no clue what I'm about to talk about, and you'll know why. I mean, back in elementary school, it was an honor to be chosen by the teacher to go dust the erasers. Now, for those of you that don't know what erasers are, get your parents to explain it. Anyway, it was an honor to be chosen to go outside and beat the dust off an eraser. I don't know why that was such a thing, but we were noticed. Or schools, when they started getting into character education, they came up with like the school mascot. And so in Thomasville Elementary School, you got the Proud Pup Award because they were the bull pups. And so it was an honor to be chosen to receive the Proud Pup Award. And so I can remember so many of the kids at my first church would come home and they were so proud they had to bring their Proud Pup Award certificate to church at Children's Choir to show us on staff, look what I got. They noticed me. See, my friends, there's sincere joy in being noticed. And so when we hear that phrase, a Savior has been born unto you, we are all noticed. We are all chosen. We are all recognized. And so that joy begins to ring in our souls and in our hearts and in our minds because he was born for us. The shepherds recognize that. But we need to recognize that as well, that this is a great joy for all of us because God has noticed us. The Savior has been born for you. But what happens in the text next is just as important. It says that when they had seen him, when the shepherds had gone to the manger, when they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said. Now I can only imagine the scene of what happened after they left the manger after they had come in from the field to see the child and then they went to tell everyone. I can only imagine, maybe it was like that scene in the movie Elf where Buddy the Elf is so in love and he doesn't care who knows and he goes through Central Park and he's swinging around. I'm in love, I'm in love and I don't care who knows it. Maybe they were shouting it like that. Or maybe it was like Dickens' character Ebenezer Scrooge who after having been visited by those ghosts of Christmas past in Christmas future, and Christmas present, was convicted in his heart to change his ways. And so he throws open the window and he asks everyone, have I missed it? Is it so Christmas Day? Merry Christmas. And he shares his wealth and he makes sure that he reaches everybody that he sees. I mean, what happened to those shepherds? 
I mean, did they wake up all of Bethlehem? Did they pound on doors and windows telling them? Did they accost whomever they ran into in the wee dawn hours, even if they hadn't had that morning cup of coffee yet? Regardless of the human condition, did the shepherds just say, you won't believe what's happened, shaking people by the shoulders? People that were barely awake, spreading the good news. What we know from the text is that they told everyone they met what God had made known unto them. That Christ had been born for them and for the whole world. So what about us? What do we do when we realize that Christ has been born for us, that Christ has come into this world to save us? Do we take the social media, do we get out our phone and we go by the manger scene over at Cross Nor and we take a picture of us there with the baby Jesus over the corner and we go, won't believe it, but he was born for us. Do we put that on Facebook and Instagram or do we make a TikTok video? Or do maybe we just get out our phones and we go to Facebook and we click away and we make a post like, realize today Christ was born for me and it's made all the difference in my life? Or maybe do we invite others to join in the celebration, to join in the good news? Do we encourage them to live stream our worship services or our Christmas events? If you look on page 11 in the bulletin, you see the different things that are happening this Advent season. Who do you know needs what we offer now more than ever? Who do you know that needs the hope and healing service that goes live at five o'clock tonight? What would it look like if we invited them and said, I've got this link, I know exactly what I'd like to share with you this year and help them navigate their way to that offering? Or do we let the world know what has happened by changing the way that we live where we're seeking God's wisdom, we follow that biblical advice to be quick to listen, slow to speak, and to slow to become angry? Do we give hope for those that are facing an upside-down world? Do we help provide a sense of peace to those who are weary in this time of change and turmoil? See, one way to spread the good news one way to spread the joy to the people of what has happened in Bethlehem so long ago is, yes, we could tell people about Christmas. We could stand on a street corner like a street preacher and say, do you know, do you know he was born for you? Or better yet, maybe simply we could take a page right out of the book and just simply notice people and let them know that they matter to us. I mean, think about it. This year, some of the busiest people will be delivery people. The UPS, the FedEx, the Amazon, the Postal Service delivery people, the DoorDash delivery guy. Those people are going to be busy this year, going to door after door after door. And, right, and we all know when they're coming because they're right here on the phone. We can track a package and they can tell you within about a 30-minute window when it's going to arrive at your door. What if we knew that there was a package coming today and we were waiting and we just sat socially distanced on the porch when they came up, we said, thank you. Thank you. A word of kindness and appreciation because they've brought a package that we ordered.
Or maybe it's the cashier or the person in the drive through or the people that we pass. Imagine how much impact a kind word has, a simple hello or stay safe or some random act of kindness. Because it spreads joy because people realize that we notice them, that they matter to us just like we matter to God. It spreads joy like no other way. Now, it may not wake up the neighborhood, but it wakes up our hearts and it wakes up the world around us that the world is so much bigger than just ourselves and that we matter and that the world matters to us. So I sit here on the third Sunday of Advent as I think of the shepherds and their journey. I wonder after that, after they had gone to Bethlehem, after they had spread the good news, how many times in the years after that they retell the story sitting around the fire? Hey, do you remember the night the angels came? Do you remember what happened? Do you remember how they said he was born unto us and we got to go see him and then we got to go tell the world? I wonder how many times they told that story. And I wonder if every time they told it, much in the same ways that Southerners like to retell stories over and over again to make people laugh and to bring joy. I wonder if every retelling of that story brought up feelings of joy again. You see, we tell this story so often. We tell it every Christmas and we tell it multiple times. But do we focus on the real truth of it, that he was born for us? That Christ was born for us as individuals? Do we go into the world and tell the world the rest of that story? What I hope we will do this week, my prayer for us is that we will remind the world this week by showing the joy of God's love in our lives and in our hearts, that we will show the world that Christ was born for us. Because, my friends, it is the good news. It is the singular piece of good news that our world needs to hear today, tomorrow, and all the days that may follow. In the name of Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen and amen. Thank you for listening to Heart, Soul, and Mind, the podcast from Centenary United Methodist Church. We hope that you'll consider joining us for worship on Wednesday evenings at 7 o'clock or Sunday mornings at 8.30, 9, or 11. Have a blessed day.